welcome to Two Steps Ahead Podcast. Two Steps Ahead Podcast, highlighting the stuff we've stepped in so you don't have to. My name is Son Edom, alongside somebody who went hunting for Bigfoot, <laughs> but only found Daryl. <laughs> Tara Hokeshiro. Hey guys, how are you? Welcome back. So we come into the podcast, as we'd mentioned in past episodes, where we don't really talk much about what we're going to say. We might talk about the topic and banter back and forth about what we should talk about. But then when it comes to the heart of these podcasts, we just get together and then we start sharing basically from our hearts, really, if you want to be honest about it. And so, uh, and so what you get is raw and real. It's the first time I'm hearing what she has to say. And usually it's the first time she's hearing what I have to say. Mm -hmm. And so we came into today with a couple of ideas about something to talk about. But as we were setting up and getting ready to go, it kind of came to the surface. <laughs> Our slogan, so to speak, is highlighting the stuff we've stepped in so you don't have to. But that also goes to highlighting the stuff we're standing in. We mm -hmm. kind of joke about that sometimes. So you don't have to. Or maybe you're standing in it too. And so today we're going to actually talk about something that just kind of came up off the, off the conversation that we had while setting up. And that is something that uh, Tara's been going through as of late. And so I will let her basically explain what she's going through with the question, why are you feeling so blue? <laughs> I feel like I should break out into that song. Blue. blue. <laughs> like blues clues. Right. Give us the clues as to why you're blue. Right. I, What's wrong? I'm depressed. Why? And I'm, I feel like depressed. I feel angry. I feel like, um, I don't know about despair. I don't know if I, you know, but I'm just sad and I don't have the words. Like I have all this stuff going on, like on the surface, there's all these things happening, but then underneath, like, I don't know what to say. I don't know what I have to say. I don't know what I feel about things. And it's just causing me a lot of like depression. I just want to sleep. I just want to, you know, I don't want to do anything. Well, I'm here. So the world's now better. <laughs> so we can start with that. Exactly. But, um, okay. So we've talked in the past about different things similar to this. And one of the things that we try to at least talk about is how to handle that. Mm -hmm. So you're not really uh, knowing what your, what the cause is maybe, but how are you handling things right now? I mean, you say you don't want to sleep or you just want to sleep a lot. Mm -hmm. um, so are you taking healthy steps, healthy things to do to at least try to combat the stress and the depression and the anxiety from building and building and building? Well, we still at that moment where we're still trying to figure it out before you can. Yeah, I'm st I'm kind of both. I'm still trying to figure it out. I, I think I understand what it's coming from, which we'll get into. But I've been, I, I go out for a walk or a run every day. So that's a good stress reliever because it gets the adrenaline going. It cleans everything out. Um, trying to, you know, drink a lot more water than I normally do. Trying to sort of eat right, but that's not really working because I just want comfort food. So in and out has been my... <laughs> Go to. I've had some in and out and I've had some pizza. I've had some, you know, things that are, are not. Are you making me hungry? I know. In and out take sounds good. It does. does it it? Double, good. double. We'll be back right after this. Get going in and out. Um, but so, okay. So the cause, you're not really sure what the cause is. And again, we're just kind of 
talking here. So what would be, I think, one of the things, let's start with one, you know, because I know we're going through a lot. We're going through a lot of stuff right now in the world. And, yeah. and things are starting to, as I should say, things start to seem like it's improving as far as the lockdown, things are opening, then other things happen in the world. Mm -hmm. And so it just seems like one thing after the other, after the other mm -hmm. keeps compounding mm -hmm. uh, from the outside. You know, we talk mm -hmm. about influences. Mm -hmm. So the outside is becoming negative. We got story after story of bad things going on in this world. And that mm -hmm. affects us. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then, of course, personal life, you know, we're still dealing with being locked down and we're still dealing with personal things that go on because of that and being in the house and not being able to do things. But is there one thing that we can start with that might be bubbling at the surface that you kind of feel is a tangible thing that's kind of getting to you? You know, um, yeah, I mean, I agree with everything that you said. Let me give it a little bit um, more context. I had mentioned earlier this morning, not on air, that um, as a writer, it's hard for me to get into that. Like, in order for me to have good writing, I have to be in that writing space. And so what that means for me is that I have to be able to take everything on the surface that's happening and then go down to the cellar, so to speak, or go down to the root and kind of be honest about what I'm feeling about all of that that's happening on the surface and right now I feel very bottled up. I feel like, like I haven't posted, which it sounds odd, but I haven't posted on my Instagram or social media in a week because I quote unquote feel like I don't have anything to say or I don't know what to say or I don't know what's the right thing to say, the proper thing. And, um, but the deeper issue is that that's what I'm kind of, I'm feeling all stopped up. And so I think the, the, the issue, I guess, is that there are so many things happening on the surface. You know, there's, there's the, you mentioned the lockdown. Um, we are an essential business. So we're, have still been operating, but we're 50% less, you know, than what we were. And so we have employees that are, um, we had to lay some people off. We've had people that are not getting their full, you know, paychecks because we don't have as much business. So that's a concern. Um, you know, the economy is obviously a concern. People, I, it makes me really sad that our society is fighting against each other. So we talked a couple episodes ago about the mask, right? Should we wear a mask? Should we not wear a mask? Every time we turn on the TV um, or the internet, it seems like there's yet another video of people shouting at people, people wearing masks, shouting at people that are not wearing a mask and there's confrontations. And then you turn on the, the news and you turn on one network and they say, yes, you absolutely should wear one. And you turn on another network and they're like, you know, I don't, you're taking away people's rights and I don't understand, you know, what the big deal is. Then we have, you know, the issue of people locking down versus people that need to work. And for some reason we pitted our society against each other. And so we've making the people it's in my view, it's the way I'm interpreting this. It seems as if we are saying the people that have gotten sick and died or the people that will get sick and died are more important than the people who are, um, suffering financially, economically, and um, as a result in their homes, and a lot of times, um, they're not as important as the people who are going to get sick and are going to get die. And, and I don't understand why we're pitting people against each other. And so again, you turn on one news network, and it's like, we need to open the society, you know, this lockdown is ridiculous, it's not helping anything, there's no evidence. And then you turn on another channel, it's like, what are these people doing? And then they're showing pictures of people partying and all this kind of stuff. So it's kind of like, Number one, who do we believe? Because you have these networks that are quote unquote, they've arrived. 
right? You get on TV, that, that's, I guess that means that you've arrived and you're smart, right? If <laughs> you made it all the way yeah. there. I know that doesn't mean that, but it's like, but theoretically, sarcasm. yes, that was sarcasm. So, so, yeah. so we should give them, cre- you know, credence because they're, you know, yeah, Fox or CNN or yeah, NBC or ABC or, yeah, absolutely. right. They're yeah. influencing us. And so they're not, they're not on the level. They're not on the up and up. They all have their agenda. And so, so we as a society are pitting ourselves against each other. And that just makes me like really sad. Like, I I don't know what to do with all of that. Honestly, I don't know how to speak about it. I don't know what to say about it. Then you've got all this racial stuff going on that just makes me sick to my core. And I know it does you as well. And there's people that are dying and being beaten. And, um, and then, you know, the woman in central park that was, The woman at Central Park that was acting, you know, Karen, I think was her name, arrogant and, and, you know, out of fear for no reason. Like, and, and we see, and then there's the, the one channel calls it protests. Another channel calls it riots that's happening in Minnesota because of the guy that died there. Like, it's just, it's all this one big soup that we seem to be fighting on sides and nobody's on the side of all of us. It's like you pick a team, so to speak, and then you fight for that team. And then the, the, it's like these little teams. It's not the, the overall humanity team. It's the Republicans or the Democrats or the liberals or the conservatives or the mask and the not wearing the mask. Like why it just makes me, um, I get anxious in that, in this kind of climate when people are fighting against each other, I get, um, it's, it's causing like depression. And then you have like the personal stuff going on. Like we've got personal things in our family going on, um, that, you know, we're all feeling the weight of the society. And so there's depression and then there's, um, you know, we have mental illness in our family. And so there's all these like pressures going on and, um, that I, like, I don't know what, like, so we we have a microphone in front of us, right? And like, we should be able to talk about, here I am shooting on myself. We should be able to talk about, you know, these things because, you know, we're filming and we have a microphone, right? So therefore we have something to say. I have nothing to say. Like, I don't know what to say. I don't, I don't feel comfortable talking about racism because I'm not an expert, but I do know that this is horrible. Like, I don't, like for this isn't something new. I don't want to be this white person that's sitting here being like, "Oh my gosh, I can't believe this is happening." No, it's since the beginning of time, and it's still happening, and it's still awful. But so there's all these forces, I guess, on the outside and on on the surface that I don't know how to interpret. I don't know what to do with it. I don't like what I'm seeing. I don't feel like I'm an authority to speak about it, and so I'm feeling like depressed and out of control and hopeless. And now I have my faith, but I'm feeling these things. Well, a couple, a couple things come to mind as I listen to you. One is obviously it's real. And so it has to be addressed for you, Mm -hmm. you know, because these are real things. But then too, I'd like to preface it by saying what we say a lot on this show is people like to put things in black or white. Mm-hmm. It has to be this way or it has to be that way. And if you're not this way, then you're wrong. If you're not that way, well, then you're wrong. And there's a lot of gray areas in there mm-hmm. as far as there's not just one way or another. There's mm-hmm. multiple ways. You take some of the things that you talked about and in each incident, there's unique circumstances to it. 
Okay. And so one, we have to realize that it's not just going to be if you're a mask wearer or a non-mask wearer. Okay. You can't judge the other person, in my opinion, based on what it is, uh, whether they wear one or not, because you don't know the other person's circumstance uh, into it. So again, we got to be careful not to just go black or white or this way or that way or one way versus the other. I think there's multiple avenues that we can take. Two, we have to, what we talked about as well, is who's influencing us. You know, you mentioned news networks, you mentioned social media, um, you know, who's influencing us and who are we listening to? Mm -hmm. Um, I think that that's important because if we're getting information from just one source, um, you know, you talk about Minnesota. I went to, my family's from Minnesota, so I'm very Mm -hmm. heartbroken just Mm -hmm. about the city, the events, everything that happened. I would expect more from them, you know, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. You know, I expect more from the people uh, from the state that my family's from. And mm-hmm. to see, you know, everything that happened, you know, is just, you know, traumatic. And it just, like you said, it's, it doesn't have gotten to me the point of depression, but it makes me sad to think right. that, you know, my family comes from that state and, right. and, you know, it shouldn't happen. But then also, too, we got to realize that I think if it comes down to Uh, Not only, you know, is it a black or white issue as far as, you know, right or wrong. There's many areas in there that we can look at um, who's influencing us. And then, two, I think that there's a little bit um, as far as you talk about being authority. I think we need to get out of the universal conversation and bring it down to the community, because I think that's where change is really going to happen. We're not going to have change. Uh, by having these dialogues on social media. Mm-hmm. We're not going to have change from, unfortunately, government officials because mm-hmm. it just isn't. I'm sorry. Um, and I think so if we start getting down to the community, you know, the community, the people that we are with, the people that we are involved with on a daily basis, whether it's neighbors. I remember having several conversations with students in the past about uh, their situation, you know, and they all came from different uh, racial diversity and their stories. And some of the stories, you know, I just can't relate to. I can't relate to growing up in the inner city. Um, I can't relate to, you know, people that grow up in extreme poverty or, or, or first uh, generation college students as far as coming from another country. So there's things I can't relate to, obviously, but I can listen to what they have to say. I can learn, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. I went to visit a former student of mine and he's in uh, South Central L.A. And it was kind of funny because we've had several conversations about race before and they've been really healthy. And, uh, and it was kind of funny because the police drove by. We were outside standing. And I made the comment, oh, I should get out of here. A white guy standing in the black neighborhood looks suspicious, <laughs> you know. And it's kind of, and he kind of chuckled, you know. We kind of joke about the stereotypes. But, you know, but there's, there's, there's some truth that why can't two people mm-hmm. from two races, two different colored skin, stand outside anywhere and, and get along and that be normal? You know, why right. do people, why does there have to be something? So right. I don't understand that. So, um, but I think that the conversation has to start with the community. I think if we start with the community and then we can grow from there, I think that's where it's going to happen. Cause I don't think the national conversation is really going to make any change. Um, you know, talking to our neighbors, talking to, yeah, no, know, I don't think, groups. I think the national conversation is creating, I don't like to call people out because out of humility, I don't have the answers either. And so I don't, I, I, I try really hard to make it a point not to call, um, people out. But in this case, I will just say the media in general, I think is not helping us. Um, you know, the two channels, I purposely watched two opposite channels last night to see the difference in the way that they were handling, you know, some of the events and, um, they were both calling people out. So like on one channel, they were calling out, you know, citizens and like, look at all these people who were, you know, doing it wrong. And then you flip to the other channel and they were calling out 
the other news channel and putting up clips from the other news channels broadcast and saying, look how they're reporting. Like, this is ridiculous. And look what they're saying. And they're such hypocrites. And in my mind, um, this is just so, it's so damaging. And that's what causes a lot of my anxiety because we, you know, you mentioned a community, then we listen to these things and then we argue about it one-on-one or we argue about it at work or, or, you know, in our family. And we start having these debates based on what we heard on our particular news channel. And then we're fighting, right? And so there isn't a pattern. I will say, I don't, the only name that I'm going to mention is Spectrum because Spectrum News um, Channel, I know you don't get that channel, but they are the most um, objective that I have ever seen. Like they, they're very, I love watching them because they just report things as they are and then they have a bent to help the situation and not just, you know, point it out in a salacious manner for ratings. Like, like they have people on that are actually doing things to help. So I do like them. But um, it makes me nervous like when, you know, the media and then we listen to that and then there's conversations, you know, with individuals in our community and it's just an argument. Like none of us are fighting like why there's I don't understand why we're making people who are going to get sick more important than people. There's there's so much going on right now. There's domestic violence going on. There's a rise in drinking and um, poverty and pornography and child abuse and sex trafficking. Like all of these things, there's people being let out of jail um, for for just because of, you know, they're, it's cruel to keep them there, you know, to get sick. So they're letting all of these people out on the streets. Right. And there's people that are getting arrested that should be put in jail that are not like, there's all these things that are happening. And, and it's kind of like, we're saying, you know, they're not as important as the people that are going to get sick. I don't want people to get sick. I don't want people to die. I mean, up to date, we're up to a hundred thousand people, but it, I feel, I get really anxious when the conversation we're pitting one group against another. So we say that racism is bad, right? But I mean, we're kind of sort of pitting people against each other and we're still doing this hierarchy in this class, like, oh, the people that are going to get sick and die are more important than the people that are being abused and can't work and are losing their homes and, you know, all these horrible ripple effects that is going on. So do I have an answer to that? No, but I would like to have the conversation that is about everybody, that includes everybody and not one or the other. And I feel like the more that we talk about, you know, especially the the media, the more that we um, talk about one side or the other, you know, I think we're already doomed. I think we're already, there's political shows that will point out the opposing party and the entire show is those people are idiots. And, and, and I'm looking at them like, so your party's perfect? Really? Like nobody has enough humility to say, what their side, you know, the cons of their side, everyone has the pros. Oh, we're so great, but let's just bury the, the cons and let's not talk about our weaknesses. That just makes it worse. And then, and then I'm watching, I mean, I don't know. Am I, if you guys are listening, please comment. Like, am I the only one that feels that way? Like caught in the middle? Like, I don't like all of this arguing. I don't feel like we're getting anywhere with these arguing. And so we're just, so I'm left like, okay, you go outside and hopefully, People are not going to get into an argument today, but I just feel like 
that's the climate that we're living in, whether it's the, the stuff happening with the race or the stuff happening with the illness or people, you know, do we open, do we not open? Like there's just all this arguing right now. It's just making me very sad. I think if I get the quote right, uh, the quote right from a book that you know well, <laughs> slow to speak, quick to listen, something like that. Mm -hmm. Okay. I think that's what we need to do. We need to pause for a moment and listen. Mm-hmm. And listen to what people have to say. I think uh, Ben Watson, he's, uh, I think he's retired now, but an NFL player and uh, black guy. And so he came out and was talking about some of the current events going on. And he was saying that, you know, there has to be the conversation and it's going to be uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. That's just a matter of fact. Right. And so you're going to have an uncomfortable conversation. It's not going to be nice. I mean, well, let me rephrase that. It can be nice, but it's going to be uncomfortable mm -hmm. and it's going to make us squirm in our chairs. And that's what we have to do. But we have to be slow to speak, quick to listen. Mm -hmm. And so that way we can understand what the other person is coming from. We talked about it, you know, walking a mile in somebody's shoes mm -hmm. um, and all those other analogies. And I feel like we don't have an example no. of that, what you're saying. I agree with what you're saying. And we don't have an example of that. We have example of people promoting their agenda and mm -hmm. trying to win the argument and trying to be right, but not develop relationship and not listen and really understand. I told you guys uh, oh, a couple of podcasts ago, I think about a class I took in college and the professor wrote a book. It was, um, I don't know what the, what it was as far as the category, but it was a race relations class. Mm -hmm. And he wrote the book and the title of the book was we, they, mm. and, and it was black, white basically. And I started thinking about that after we had that conversation and I wished obviously, you know, however many years ago it was, I wish I had thought of this, but I was driving home after that conversation and I was thinking, okay, he had, we, they, mm -hmm. we was like in white, they in black or something, mm -hmm. or we in black and they in white on the cover. Mm -hmm. And then I thought, what about just putting an equal sign? Mm -hmm. Us. Yeah, exactly. Because that's what it is. You know, we're all in this together and we're all, like you said, team humanity. And when we start dividing ourselves based on whatever it is mm -hmm. and we come together as a community listening first trying to understand the other side trying to understand the differences because that's when then change can truly be made and there are going to be people there are going to be entities that have an agenda that don't want change right because they thrive off of what we're going through right you know, just like uh, in the stock market, when we think things are going good, we're making money. Mm -hmm. But when things are going bad, we're losing money. However, there are times when things are going bad with the economy that people are making money. Mm -hmm. In fact, I think the billionaires have gotten richer now. Uh, for example, Amazon, I think they're making more because people are home yeah. and, you know, ordering online. So the point is, is that just because things are bad doesn't mean good can't come from it. Mm -hmm. But it starts with listening and it starts with understanding and it starts with the heart. You know, we have to have a heart of compassion for the other person. We might not experience what they go through. They might not experience us. You know, people look at us and might think something and think automatically a certain way towards us. We might look at people, but we got to put our biases aside because oftentimes we realize a bias is a misunderstanding. Mm -hmm. You know, I've talked to several students uh, about things and my you know, and it becomes a misunderstanding of what it is they're doing. And it could, it doesn't have anything to do with race or anything. It could be, why didn't you turn your assignment in? Oh, you're a lazy student. You're a bad student. You don't care about school. And it could be like, no, I was in the hospital all night. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. So it's a, it's a misunderstanding of what the student is. And therefore we have a bias towards them. So if we have 
an understanding and we can sit and listen, I think that's where it starts. Mm-hmm. Um, and we might not have the answers, but we can't get to the answers. And, and in fact, we probably should leave our answers at the door mm-hmm. because in an science experiment, you have a hypothesis and then you do the experiment and then you see if it worked. Now, I don't know about you, but in science class, my hypothesis never worked. <laughs> the outcome was always different from what I thought. Maybe I'm a bad scientist. I don't know. Um, but that's the idea. It's like, okay, we can come in with an idea of what we'd like, but we have to be willing to understand that it could be something completely different. And I think that's where we run into trouble because then it challenges our beliefs. It challenges our identity. It challenges our behaviors the way that we've always lived and that's a problem. Like when we, when we have to really challenge the way that we're thinking, it's ugly. It's really ugly. When I think about how I, you know, just like talking about racism, when I, the, the messages that were put in my head when I was growing up, they were ugly. And, and it has taken some time for me to get rid of those. I know that they're wrong. I know that they're, they're not, um, uh, the way that I should think that there, I know that that's not something to agree with, but they're in there. So I think we, we have to, we have to allow ourselves to be challenged and we have to be brave enough to admit some of our incompetencies or some of our biases. Like we all have them and we're not a lot of us self-included. Um, we, it's very difficult to admit that, especially in certain state, like, like we could sit and talk privately and be like, oh yeah, and admit something to each other. But then it's a whole nother challenge to say it on a microphone in front of a camera and put it on the internet for perpetuity, right? Or in front of a family member that might attack you, you know, for what you're saying or a coworker or whatever. So it's hard, like we pick and choose when we want to be honest and we pick and choose, you know, when we want to be vulnerable. But the reality is, is that we have to, at least with ourselves, we have to say like, well, what, is, what do I think? And what is the reality? Cause, cause sometimes we think like, oh, that's so, I think this, I think, um, poorly against another race, but wow, I, I would really get in a lot of trouble for that. Or I would get a lot. Of, I, I can't think that way. That's not helping. So even, so the understanding I think starts with ourselves and our, gives ourselves some grace. Like, well, why do I think that way? Where is that coming from? And what it, why do I have that instinct or that knee jerk reaction? And just challenging ourselves and, and, and allowing ourselves to have it so that we can understand it, so that we maybe can grow and learn from it and get rid of it. But if we keep saying, ooh, that's ugly, I'm not going to let that out, it's going to come out and you're not going to change. It's going to make it worse. So I think giving ourselves the grace and the understanding first and then giving the grace to other people and allowing understanding and allowing discomfort to come and allowing a lot of people will um, unfollow people from social media because, oh, I can't stand the way that person thinks. Well, guess what? They're a fellow citizen. And sometimes I like to know what people think that are saying all these awful things. Like, where's that? Like, there are people like, oh, I don't want to see that on my feed. But then if you stop and think about like, where is this coming from? Why is that person thinking that way? And, and we, we just like segregate ourselves into these little clusters of people who think like us and, you know, so that way it's safe and we don't have to be challenged. We don't have to have the conversation. Then, you know, we're living in this false, safe community and, and then we're shattered, you know, when things happen and we don't know how to communicate. We don't have an example on media how to have a conversation without getting 
derogatory with people that disagree with you. So I think Michael Jackson was right when he's saying it starts with the man in the mirror. <laughs> Asking him to change his ways. <laughs> yes. No, because it's, it's true. Because, okay, here, here's, here's something that forever has befuddled me. Okay. You can drive down the street. There's an elementary school. Yeah. Kids of all colors. Yep. Are playing together. Okay. Kindergarten, first grade, second grade, whatever. High school comes along. Maybe young adult. Now those same kids are at odds with each other. Mm-hmm. Why? What happened? Mm-hmm. What was their influence? Mm-hmm. What was their experience? Was it some outside influence that came in and said, hey, you can no longer associate with that person because X, Y, Z? And so I think we have to understand that there's a lot of influencing that goes on that is not good, and we need to turn it out. Mm-hmm. Um, there was another guy I worked with at the sports station when I was at the sports station, and, and uh, he was a black guy. And we'd sit down, and we'd talk a lot about these things. And um, he was telling me that he was from the inner city. And I'm like, I'm one that would like to ask questions. Mm-hmm. So, for example, if there's a stereotype, so the stereotype in the black community, at least for this conversation that I was having with this guy, was uh, where are the dads? You know, why? Because he was telling me about his, his, uh, his life. And it's like, where's your dad? You know, how come you're raised by your mom? How come grandmothers raise you? You know, those type of questions. And so he was talking this one particular time about how as he was growing up, he was starting to uh, hang out with people. And then it became a choice. The gangs were pulling him mm-hmm. and the church was pulling him mm. and he had two choices, which way is he going to go? And so fortunately for him, you know, the church won out. And so he moved away from the gangs. And so he was so fortunate because he felt like he probably would be in jail or dead, you know, at the time of the conversation. Mm-hmm. But he was saying that there's so much influence out there and so much pressure and there is no, and the influences on him was so strong. But for a lot of people, there wasn't that second influence, mm-hmm. like the church, for example, for him, he didn't have an alternative. Right. For a lot of them, it's just, an, an alter, it's just one influence. And so as we have these kids on the playground and as they grow up, what are the influences that are being put on them? As you sit and listen to the news, anytime something happens, I always like to, me personally, I always like to think my own thoughts first before I go to the news. So I'm always late to the news anyways. So I'll go, what are my thoughts on this first? And then I'll think about it. And then I'll go and maybe catch up on the news. Now, there's a difference between news and opinion news, too. So that's Mm. the other thing. So you mentioned Spectrum. Spectrum sounds like it's more journalistic news. It is. Versus the opinions that we think are news on the networks and stuff. Okay. So we have to be careful. And um, And so I like to form my opinions first and then go and see how they are. And so I already have what I think about something. And then I can judge whether or not someone saying something on TV is valid and worth. Okay. Yes. Mm -hmm. Or rejecting because it's ludicrous. Mm -hmm. And so you just have to, for me, that's how I kind of like to approach things because yeah, people are going to influence us. And then that influence goes to social media Mm -hmm. and then social media Mm -hmm. goes to everybody else. Mm -hmm. And now we're pitting sides. Mm -hmm. Right. And and we want to belong. There's a deep need for us to belong. And so even if we don't agree with it, we feel this need to belong. And and so no, we, yeah, go ahead. No, I was gonna, and I have no problem not belonging. So my opinions could vary mm-hmm. depending on, like, I don't have to be with the majority. In fact, most of my <laughs> life I've lived in the minority as far as opinions. And I have no problem being on an island with how I think because I do not conform to group think. Um, I am open to other people's ideas, but I do not conform. And so for me, it's a little bit more difficult 
Uh, again, we go back to understanding. You know, remember, yeah. I don't understand why you can think this way because I'm this way. That's another one of those things. I don't understand how people conform. Right, to group we don't thought. agree. Yeah, we we. This is one of those subjects that we just don't see eye to eye on because we've had two different upbringings. Right, and so yeah, I don't get it the way that you. Um, think and I come from a world that um, a lot of insecurity a lot of shame a lot of fear and so it's always been important to me to belong or to feel like I belonged and so then when um, it comes up against these bigger issues it's like who do I agree with it's like do I agree with it and then you see a statement like a tweet from somebody it's like oh yeah I agree with that but then you see another it's like oh yeah I agree with that and you're right you're we're getting sucked into like, which side do we want to be on? And that's not how we should be thinking. And it has taken me a long time um, to come around to the fact to, to, to get like a bigger view, like a macro view and to like, okay, what does God think? And what does the Bible say? And what does Jesus, like, um, not like a kumbaya thing, but like an honest wisdom, like what the heck is going on? So it's taken me a long time to kind of get that different thought process, but it still makes me very sad and very depressed when I see human beings treating each other the way that we treat each other and arguing and taking sides and we're not getting any, I'm like, we're getting worse, not better. This isn't something that is self-sustaining. Like it just, it's just going to keep, and the, the irony is, is that we hear people on the news that will say, oh, the president, and it doesn't matter if it's the current president or the one from four presidencies ago, this has been a common theme. Oh, the president is dividing us. Okay, the president may be saying divisive things, but the news is also, like, or we are also. Like, anytime we take sides and we say that this group of people is more important than this group of people over here, we are being divisive. We are being divisive. And so we like to blame it on other, you know, higher ups, but we are the ones that are perpetuating this, this cycle of who's more important, the sick or the people losing their jobs. And so I, I, I guess even though I have developed a higher perspective and I'm not as um, – following the the group you know think as much you know i'm it still makes me really sad that this is the climate that we're in and so i don't agree with a lot of stuff but then i'm also not i'm silent i'm not as verbal either because i don't you know i don't i don't necessarily go out and say oh i totally disagree with this and i need to learn to do that because there are things to disagree with racism and and is something to disagree with and yet i'm silent because I'm like, I don't know what to say. What if I say the wrong thing? What if I'm naive? What if I'm say something that's really ignorant? What if I don't know what I'm, what if people look at me like I'm a dumb, you know, white woman who's grown up with, you know, privilege. Like I, those are the things that go through my mind. And it's like, no, why am I thinking that? Like I, racism is wrong. Like it's not okay to treat people that way. It's not okay to behave that way. So why is it so hard for me to, be a part of the conversation. But I think it's because there's so much arguing and so much us versus them that like, I don't want to be on either side. I don't agree with either party. I don't agree with anybody. I think what you just said is the best way to do it. I don't agree with racism. Boom. If you just need something that simple, like, like Nancy Reagan back in the eighties, you know, what was the thing about drugs? 
just say no. no, It was a simple, but it resonated with everybody. Just say no. Um, So even sometimes the simplest things, I think sometimes we get caught up and we have to be so profound. But yet, what's the acronym? Keep it simple, stupid. Mm -hmm. You know. And so sometimes just I don't agree with it. Mm -hmm. Maybe just something like that. Or something as simple as, you know what? I'm not going to partake in this because I disagree with it. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think we also have to be able to be open to the idea that everybody... Have to be careful because there are some nutty people out there that have some radical opinions. And so we do have to be careful. Again, it goes back to who's influencing us. But when we talk about just kind of the neighborhood, let's get back to the neighborhood, Mm -hmm. okay? Forget the talking heads and all that. Let's get back to the neighborhood. I think that everybody has a legitimate voice and a legitimate opinion that needs to be listened to. And then that's when we start the dialogue. For example, growing up, you know, there's always been the immigration thing, okay? Mm -hmm. Now, I grew up in an area where we had a lot of people that uh, immigrated from Mexico, and maybe some other places, but Mexico was the biggest. So it was kind of a minority, a, a Hispanic minority neighborhood that I grew up in. And so I was able to, uh, you know, race didn't matter, you know, skin color didn't matter. Hey, hey kids, you want to come play? Let's go play. You know, they're, they're friends in the neighborhood. I think I had Italians next door, you know, and then I think people from Mexico. And then, you know, I think we had some Koreans and, uh, down the street. And so we all kind of were a melting pot of a neighborhood, really. And so, um, but the thing was this, so growing up with immigration, to me, it was always fascinating that, that Hispanic immigration was the negative. Okay. So now we fast forward to today. Okay. And now we have all this immigration, uh, conversation. And so my perspective on immigration was a certain way. Okay. And so, uh, I started talking to some students and there's one student in particular who was a dreamer and a dreamer was a student that came here or was a person, a young person that came here by their parents when they were young. And I believe it was Obama then created the Dreamers Act where it kind of gave them the status of not really illegal, but not really citizen. You're kind of like Mm -hmm. in the middle, Mm -hmm. whether that's healthy or not, whatever. But as I was talking to her, she wanted to be a filmmaker. She wanted to do some things, but because of her status, she had gone through community college, but now she could no longer go anywhere else because all federal aid is done or all college loans and aid is done at the federal level. So it's federal aid. And because she's not a citizen, therefore she doesn't qualify for federal money. So she can't go to school. Right. Okay. So now she's stuck. And I was thinking, you know, wow, that's really sad because here's somebody that I think just from being around her and teaching her, she would probably do a lot of good things. Mm -hmm. She'd probably do a lot of things. I don't necessarily agree with politically. But she'd do a lot of good things, okay? So take out the my views on it. What's the best thing for her? Right. And so we tried some things, but it just you know, it wasn't going to work out. And then the pandemic hit and, you know, whatever. But the thing was, it was kind of sad because here's somebody that kind of changed my perspective on things uh, because you got to get to the person and you got to take it individually and you can't just lump people together. Right. You can't just lump, uh, you know, stereotypes because you have people that are there and it's real and it affects them. And I think, again, you can talk, you know, the, the, the political climate. If you really want to blame people, we should probably look at ourselves because how many people have been in positions of power for many, many years, 20, 30 years, mm-hmm. and we're at the same place. Yeah. But yet we keep putting them there. Right. Why? Why don't we look for other people that want to really make a change? Mm-hmm. You know, why don't we? And so, again, maybe it goes back to us. And that's why we can't worry about the national level. We can't worry about the bigger. We have to, I think, worry and focus on the neighborhood and the community Mm -hmm. and the real people. And us. Yeah, as individuals, the way that we treat people and the way that we Yeah, it starts with the the person in the mirror. And what's our heart like? Because if you have a compassion for somebody, 
if you just have compassion for people, it doesn't mm-hmm. matter what they look like. You're going right. to have compassion for everybody. Right. But I don't think you can dismiss. I don't think you should be dismissive of yourself as to who you are thinking you don't have a point. You don't have something to say, because if we start doing that, um, isn't, was it silence? Isn't that just as bad as I committing the he, act or something like yeah, that? Yeah. I don't know. Well, yeah, that is part of it that I feel like I don't have a, a right to say anything or that I, that is definitely part of it. Um, the bigger part of it is that I think I haven't figured out how to speak about it in a way that is part of the solution and not more of the problem. And and belonging, you know, sometimes sometimes belonging isn't all it's cracked up to be. Like we could be selling out if we're if we're belonging. Um, so we have to decide for ourselves, okay, well, what is it that I'm wanting to belong to? Where, what is it that I want to be validated in? We have to ask ourselves those questions because then um, if we're getting our belonging from society or from, you know, horizontally from people, then yeah, we're going to follow the crowd and we're going to sacrifice, you know, our own um, beliefs or our own thoughts because we want to get along and, and belong, right? But if we want to belong to, like, I want to belong to, you know, what God says, God isn't racist, you know, he doesn't condone all of this madness. So I want to, you know, skip all of the middle part and just see what he says of me, not because of who I am, but because of who he says I am and we are. Um, and so if we can get to that point of, of our identity and for me, identity in Christ, then it's easier to navigate, I guess, this landscape. Um, so maybe I'm forgetting that. Maybe that's what, and, and I, maybe I'm, there's a lot of things that I need to process. Like it's hard to watch people fight against each other and you turn on the news and then you go to the grocery store and there's just people fight like it. That's just hard to stomach. So I think I haven't processed it. I think I haven't, um, so it's not so, there's a part of it is that I feel like I don't have permission to speak, but then the other part of it is I just haven't processed it enough to know, like, well, what do I think without, you know, in the absence of listening to the news or in the absence of all the people spewing on Facebook and, and social media, what, because sometimes we don't even know what our own thoughts are. And so to get to that quiet space and to process it and be like, okay, what do I really think? This is, you know, take away all the noise and what are my own thoughts? I haven't gotten to that that point and settled myself down enough to be able to write something with some coherence that makes sense. I'm just so agitated on the surface about what's all going on that it's just causing this like bottleneck in me. And then I feel like um, part of it is that I don't know what to say to quote unquote fit in. So that's dysfunction. And then the other part of it is that I just haven't been able to settle myself down and to really process and assimilate okay what is it what is really going on here is it um is it more shame and fear is it um you know I I don't I can't even say right now because I haven't done it so something is going on under there that's that's causing me to feel um that I that I don't have control and everywhere I go people are just fighting and arguing and the economy's you know tanking and people are getting sick and dying and it's like ah (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's a lot to take. I think it goes back to what MC Hammer said. We've got <laughs> to tell. pray just to make it today. You he know? said that? 
Yeah, it was a song he sang. I okay, okay. just to make it today. Yeah. Um, but no, it, you know, for you, perhaps maybe it is, you know, getting back to your faith, getting back to, you know, what the Bible says, what your beliefs are, maybe starting there um, and asking God for guidance. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for others, maybe it's just taking a moment to sit there and kind of reflect on what it is. I guess it's the idea of um, becoming the change that you want to see. You know, if you want change to happen, it's not going to happen unless you start making the change. Mm-hmm. So if you want people to be nice to people, then you should start being nice to other people. Exactly. So if you see two people and you have to be careful because you don't want to be an escalator. Mm-hmm. So you, you want to be a peacekeeper. So if you see peacemaker, two peacemaker, not peacekeeper, Oh, peacemaker, you can be a peacekeeper No, because keep the peace. Um, no, but That's if you see two people going back and <laughs> forth, you know, you might want to intervene and be like, Hey, instead of taking a side, be like, Hey, you know, just go your separate way and, yeah, you know, yeah. how, how are you going to respond? You know, I don't even want to throw out an answer really because, you know, it's not really about answers. But, you know, being that person that makes a change, um, being the person that's going to sit there and maybe start the conversation, mm-hmm. you know, it could be something, okay, how many times do you sit there and be like, I don't know what to say? Mm-hmm. Well, say something. You know, a lot, oftentimes I've started conversations with students, you know, I'd be like, hey, so uh, what's it like living in the inner city? Mm-hmm. Or, hey, what high school did you go to? Mm-hmm. I went to Dorsey High. How was that? You know, and Dorsey was the inner city or, you know, I did this or I did that. You know, just start the, the question, you know, and and find out what people are going through. You know, I mean, asking questions, I think you hit it right on is is the key to understanding. Oh. And may I announce that yes. we are <laughs> mascot is back. The mascot is awake. Um, yeah, we are filming uh, in our home studio. And um, this is Ginger that you can hear barking in the background. She is 16 and a half. She's going to be 17 in October. So I think she's agreeing with uh, asking the conversation, asking the questions during the conversation. Yeah. So you you finish your thought. I think I'm going to try opening the door and letting her out and see if that helps. If not, then enjoy the barking for the next 10 minutes. <laughs> Go and, ahead and take it away. And so anyway, so when we when we sit there and we start to want to make that change, I think what we have to do is we have to be able to just ask the questions. Because if we ask questions, then we get answers from those people that we're asking the questions to. And then we can have a better understanding of what it is they're going through because we might not understand, you know, especially in this day and age with so much going on, you could have somebody sitting there who lost a job. You could have somebody who is uh, susceptible to health issues. And so that's why for them, their experience, it's a little bit more serious. And so that's why they want people wearing masks. That's why they want, you know, people to act a certain way because for them, it affects them a little bit more than it would be me. For me, I'm kind of healthy. At least I think I am. (laughs) And so I don't really think about it from the perspective of, oh, somebody else is sick. And so therefore, why should I do something? Because it doesn't affect me. Mm-hmm. But maybe it might affect somebody else's peace of mind. Right. I hate wearing a mask. I'll just tell you, there's times where I go into the store, says mask required. I'm like, no, I'm going to give you the finger because I'm going to do it. Because <laughs> I don't want to wear one. It's, I, I'm, I'm adamant on it. I'm not going to do it. But then again, on the flip side, what if we were able just to put it on because it takes no effort at all mm-hmm. and it gives somebody else peace of mind. Mm -hmm. And now for those 30 seconds or two minutes or whatever that were in the store with them, Mm -hmm. they are now like, okay, calm. We didn't Mm -hmm. incite something out of them. We didn't incite the mask. You know, those people that were um, in Long Island or wherever it was where they were yelling at somebody because they weren't in the store. What if somebody just stood up and said, hey, everybody shut up. Mm -hmm. Let me go talk to the person. Mm -hmm. Instead of this big riot, it would be like, hey, you know what? Maybe you know, you could wear a mask. You know, why aren't you wearing a mask? You had not have one. Yeah. I walked into a store one time. I completely, this is the other thing too. I completely forgot 
my mask. I mean, mm-hmm. literally, I don't, it's not something I think about. You know, I don't, I have my phone, I have my keys, I have my wallet. And that's what I'm used to thinking. Right. I'm not used to thinking about grabbing a mask or a handkerchief or, you know, my gas mask and my hazmat suit and all this <laughs> other stuff. You know, I don't think about that. So I grabbed something. I went to the store and the lady was like, where's your mask? I'm like, oh, I don't have one. And then she was like, well, you have to have one. I'm like, okay, I don't have one. We can either do two things. We can either spend five minutes arguing about it. Mm-hmm. You can either ring me up mm-hmm. with my transaction and make some money or I'll go down the street to the next store. You pick right now. Okay. And she was like, run the transaction. Okay. And it was, it was that simple. It wasn't intentional. I just didn't have one. And I wanted to grab a couple items and I was in and out in like two minutes. Mm-hmm. And if she wouldn't have argued with me, it would have been less. Now people are like, oh, you should add your mask. I forgot it. It's not something I'm used to carrying around. I completely just forgot it. Mm-hmm. And I didn't have anything else to do. So again, you want me to leave and you miss out on a sale? Do you want to ring me up real quick and I'm out in 30 seconds? Or do you want to sit and argue with me about it? Mm-hmm. And I wasn't going to argue with me about it because I was about to leave. Um, so in that case, in that situation, it was just something I completely forgot. In other cases, you know, I have it. Okay, fine. I'll put it on. I don't want to. I don't like it. But I'll put it on because it gives people peace of mind. That's fine. Um, and so, again, maybe understanding the other person. So instead of snap judgment, why is this happening? Why are you doing what you're doing? Why do we, why don't you like me? Mm-hmm. You know, why don't, why don't you like me? Or if somebody is, hey, why, why don't you like me? I'm a, co- a person of color. Why don't you like me? Well, what gives you that perspective? Well, because X, Y, Z. No, no, you misunderstand me. That's not mm-hmm. it at all. And now mm-hmm. there's a misunderstanding. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's kind of like, you know, I don't know, maybe you understand it a little bit more being a woman, but it seems like sometimes a lot of misunderstandings like in high school, because I, I don't think guys really go through it, but there's a lot of misunderstanding with like teenage women, teen, mm-hmm. teenage girls, you know, they get mis, they, they can misunderstand things, yeah. I think, a lot more. Yeah. And guys are just like, hey, whatever. And so I think it's kind of like that. It's kind of like, and then you talk it out. And then after you talk it out, like, oh, everything's fine. I just needed you to spend more time with me. I just needed you to have a conversation with me. And I think a lot of times we're not willing to go through the discomfort of talking it out. Because like I mentioned earlier, we might have some things that challenge us and we might have to change our beliefs or we might have to um, think, wow, Uncle, you know, Sam was wrong when he told me this. And we don't want to think poorly of Uncle Sam so, you know, we, we, it's better just to protect, you know, what we have and then make the other person the, in the wrong. So I think there's a lot of, it starts with understanding, you know, ourselves. It starts with giving ourselves grace and saying, okay, this is what I'm feeling. So I'm going to allow myself to feel this way. Now, am I going to feel this way forever? No. I, I usually, I go through these episodes um, often enough that I know that like, okay, a couple of days, then I'm, I'll get my legs back and I'll, and I'll be able to the words will start flowing again. The thoughts will start flowing again. But there's times when, you know, life just comes and it's like, oh my gosh, like I can't, I can't process all this. There's just too many things happening all at once, you know, but it comes from, like you said, asking questions and, and being willing to hear the answer and not going off the handle. Once you hear the answer, it's like, okay, how does, what does that mean? What does that look like? How does that, you know, change my viewpoint how does that change the way I think about you or about the situation? Does it mean that I was wrong? You know, do I have to apologize or, you know, is there just some new understanding that we're going to come to? But a lot of, we, a lot of times we just don't have the, the strength for that. We don't have the patience for that. We don't have the, we're not brave enough to experience the other story, whether it's someone just got a bad night's sleep or they're from a different ethnicity and, and you know, whatever we just, a lot of times we just can't, handle it or don't want to handle it 
I think too, we often, oftentimes, um, well, maybe put it this way, have the kind of inventors mentality. Inventors mm-hmm. sit there and they have an idea for something. Mm-hmm. They do it. Uh, didn't work. Now, how can this change? Mm-hmm. They're not steadfast because what? Doing the same thing over and over, expecting a different result is insanity. Mm-hmm. So they're like, okay, I think, I've, I think this is going to work. I'm going to put this round thing through a square hole. Mm-hmm. No, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. It's got to work. It's got to work. No, they adapt and they change. Mm-hmm. So they have an idea of something. So in our opinions and in our beliefs and in our views, we have an opinion, we have a view about something, and we think this is the way it is. Mm-hmm. But then maybe we start to understand that, no, this isn't the way it is. Maybe we need to change that. Or maybe it was that way one way. Okay, for example, if I might use this, uh, the term sweetheart, okay, um, used to be used to be a term of adoration for women. Hey, sweetheart, how you doing? Now it's like sexist. Okay. <laughs> so some of the words we use and some yeah. of the terminology we use at one point, it was, you know, it was a good thing. Mm-hmm. And now it's like a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now we have to adjust and we have to adjust to the times. Okay. So we have to start to think about those things. Okay, what was good at one point might not be good today. What we thought about at that time might not be today. And that could be for anybody. Mm-hmm. It could be okay, at one time, my views were probably not good, but today they are good. Mm-hmm. One time my views were good, but today they're not good. Mm-hmm. And so it just, it's, it's life is like an ever, like a, you know, it's kind of like a, a jellyfish just bobbing out in the ocean. You know, there, it's going to change. There's no straight, right, wrong, this, that. Life isn't going to be just a certain way. It's going to be an amoeba. It's going to flow. It's going to change. It's going to move course. Everything's are going to, things are going to happen. And this pandemic proves that. Right. No one prepared for it. And look what happened. And, you know, other things we prepare for, we prepare for, okay, loss of job because we mm-hmm. got a down economy. Oh, I got cancer. That's not good. Or I'm sick. That's not good. But no one really expected this. Mm-hmm. And we had to adjust. Right. And our, our opinions, our views, our perspectives on people and how we handle people should change and adjust too. Because you've often mentioned that character is... In the opposite situation. So note to self, because I'm feeling, you know, depressed today and angry. Um that I'm going to have to do that. I'm going to have to do the opposite of what I feel like doing. But character only has value in an opposite situation. In fact, in fact, in fact, in fact, I was going to say, we've got, uh, <laughs> look at this. If you're watching us on uh, YouTube or IGTV, um, or well, many of the TV stations, or many of the TV stations that we're on this mug that I am holding in my hand is the first in the designer series that I, um, started terrifically, uplifting wear your character or drink your character in this case so this mug says it gives the definition of kindness and it says a gentle and loving spirit in the middle of a shit show that's kindness so or you could switch it we also have one that says chaos you can order these by the way go to our um son will give you all that information in a minute but the bottom line is is that this is opposite this is what we're talking about the character only has value in an opposite situation kindness only has value if you're giving a gentle and loving spirit in the middle of a shit show, that's mm-hmm. kindness. It's not when someone's being nice and you're like, oh, what a pretty dress. Oh, thank you. You're so sweet. You're so mm-hmm. kind to say that. No, <laughs> that was a no brainer. Kindness is in something serious is going on and maybe you give them something they need. Kindness is of what you being in the do. grocery store yeah. and seeing someone put that a is mask on. put either <laughs> wearing or not wearing the mask and you're nice to that person. I'm so kind when I put my mask on in the store. How great. Yes. Something. Or the cashier being kind to you. You did not have a mask on. And so she's going to be kind to you anyway. And ring me up. 
Yeah. So it's in the opposite situation. Feel better? Um, yeah, a little, a little bit. bit. Yeah. And it'll take a little bit of time, but maybe a little processing <laughs> things to think about. <laughs> we'll call you, in, in addition to the great San Edom, yes. now we'll call you Dr. San yes. Edom. Um, therapy. We had a therapy, we had a therapy session. session. Yes. Speaking of which, <laughs> she mentioned the mug. Now, what you can do is um, if you go to our Instagram pages, Mine is uh, at Edom Rocks, E-I-D-E-M-R-O-C-K-S. Or if you go to at Two Steps Ahead Podcast, you go to the link in the bio. You click on the link and there'll be a list of things that pop up. You might have the YouTube link, so you can click that and go to our YouTube channel. It has a Spotify link where you click that and Spotify will come up and play our podcast. SoundCloud, there's a link for that. And then there's a link that says Swag Shop, which is where you can go Click the link, click Swag Shop. The store comes up. There's mugs, there's T-shirts, there's uh, phone cases, which are really cool. There's all kinds of things there that you can check out. And so if you just go to Instagram, you can find anything you need there on the Instagram pages, at Two Steps Ahead Podcast, and at mine, at Edom Rocks. And then you've got some... uh, some places people can go. Yes. And the easiest way to find me is on Instagram. So I am at Tara Hochshiro, T-A-R-A-H-O-K-E-S-C-H-I-R-O. And there is a link on my page as well that'll take you right to my website, tarashiro.com, where you can shop all the swag. Um, there's a blog there. There's a podcast um, link. So all of the videos are, are there if you want to see back episodes. So everything is on my link as well. Yeah. And some of the things that we've kind of referred to today, you could probably go back and check out some of those former podcasts. Also, like I mentioned, Spotify, YouTube, SoundCloud, on all the major stops. You got Pandora, you've got iHeartMedia, you've got Stitcher. And also if you're in the Pasadena, California area, we're on two channels, Tuesdays at 10 a.m. and 10 p.m. We're on Spectrum, channel 32 and then AT&T U-verse channel 99 and then in the Long Beach California area we're on Spectrum channel 32 and Frontier channel 41 and then there's a couple other channels that we're coming to as well so we've got a lot of great things coming on we've got some great merchandise yes Father's Day graduates yes Uh, we've got some uh, TV channels TVs we're coming near you but everything can be found on uh, Instagram is a great source to start uh, at Two Steps Ahead podcast. And again, if you click the link in the bio, it'll take you to a few different places and uh, you can enjoy the show there. Two Steps Ahead podcast, highlighting the stuff we've stepped in so you don't have to. Thanks for listening. Do tell a friend, be kind, don't be an a-hole, and we'll see you next time. <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs>